Today's daf is daf mem hey. Be'ez Hashem Isbaruch. We're beginning the ninth perek in the, uh, towards the bottom of Mendalin Amadei's perek Egla Arufa. So this is all a continuation of what we learned in the seventh perek of what, uh, ceremonies have to be done in Lashna Kodesh, what can be done in any language. So it says that the, uh, the, the, the statements that are made etc. All the statements are made by Egla Rufa have to be done by Lashna Kodesh. That's the, in, uh, that's the beginning of this Mishnah. So Egla Rufa, the Egla Rufa, the decapitation of the calf has to be done by Lashna Kodesh. So the Gemara is going to ask, how do you see from that passage it has to be done by Lashna Kodesh? All that passage just says is that if you find a, uh, you, you find a, a, a corpse, uh, that, that, that's, uh, that's on, on the ground, and uh, that Hashem gives you, and it says that the Zakeinim, the Shoftim, have to come out. Where do you see anything about Loshna Kodesh? The Gemara will deal that question. Now, the question is, how many uh, from the Sanhedrin are dispatched? They, they, they send them out to measure which city the corpse is closest to, so we want to know how many. So, Shloshim is based in Agosvishalayim Hayuyotzin. The Chachamim, the Tanakhama Shita says, the Sanhedrin would send a minimum based in of three. They would go out to do the measuring. Yehuda Aimer Chamisho. He says, no, you need five. Shenemar, it says the Kenecha, which is plural, is Shnayim. Shoftecha, your judges, which is also plural, is another two. And we know that the definition of a based in, it can't be an even number because you have to have Achari Rav Melahatos. So they ain't based in Shokol, since you can't have an equal based in, so therefore, Mosif and Alehen, Od Echa. It comes out five. Now, Nimsa Tamun Begal. Let's say you found the body hidden under a pile of stones. Or Tolib Ilan, or the body's been suspended hanging from a tree. Or it is floating on the water. That would not be a case of Egla Rufa. They would not decapitate an eagle for a corpse find in that place. Why? It has to be found exposed on the ground. And it's excluding those cases. So it says uh, that so it can't be concealed in a pile. And it's no fell. No fell has fallen on the ground. not suspended. Ve'ilan from a tree. And Ba'atzade is mashma. It has to be on solid ground. And are floating on the water. Nimsa samach l'svar. If you found the body close to the border, or le'ir sheruba ayde kachavim, or close to a city that the majority of the city are idol worshippers, or le'ir she'ein ba beistin, or if it's close to a city where there was no beistin, lo hayu arvin, they would not do. Uh, that would not be a case for an egla arufa. You don't measure unless it's to a city that has a basin. The one is going to ask, it seems to be somewhat redundant, because you just made a, a comment in the, uh, the clause before, is that if there's no, the, the closest city does not have a basin, you don't do Agla Rufa, then what does it say? We don't measure only to a city that has a basin. That seems to be redundant. The Gemara will be, yes, the Gemara will deal with it. That's, uh, Gemara says, my Ka'amar. Says the Gemara, what are we, what are, what are, what are we saying? That the uh, Egla Rufa has to be Lashna Kaidesh, and then it quotes the and in the positive there seems to be no allusion to the fact that it is uh, that it has to be done uh, in in Loshna Kodesh. So when I say it like this, is that this positive should be like a vechulu? I mean, it's not it's not from that part of the positive; it's from a different part of the positive. It says that they they will speak up and they will say and later on who Omer Amru and we learned Anuva Amru by the Leviim Hargidim Ha'Ivalis Lashon Hakodesh. So Mani Amru Lahalan with Lashon Hakodesh. Afkan it's Lashon Hakodesh. The Seder Egla Rufa Kate said, "What's the order of the Egla Rufa?" So Kiyam Atzachalol Ba'Adamo when they found the corpse on the ground. So which is Shloisha Mibeis Tanagodol Yahyotzi. That was the Tanakama. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Chamisha Five used to come out. Tan Rabbi we learned in the Brisa. That was Divrei of Yehuda. Rav Shimon, I mayor of Shimon, was the same as the Tanakam of our Mishnah. This is in the Brisa, and our Mishnah is mentioned first. He says, and therefore ain't based in Shachol. That's how you come out with three. 
Says the Gemara, but Rav Shimon Nami Haksiv Shoytecha. What does he do with the clause Shoytecha? Rav Yehuda deals with both Skenecha and Shoytecha. He and therefore he comes out to five. But Rav Shimon only deals with Skenecha. What does he do with Shoytecha? So who may boyle le miyuchadin shebeshoytecha? He says that the reason why he has to say Shoytecha is the Skenecha of Shoytecha. It means the the most special Shoftim. Who are the most special Shoftim to tell you that has to come from the base in Agodol? Says the Gemara, how does Rabbi Yehuda know then it has to be coming from based on a God? Because he uses Shavtecha to teach me it has to be an additional two judges. So how does he know specifically? So he says, Rabbi Yehuda, because the word Zikenecha is extra. It couldn't have to say Zikenecha, it could have just said Zikne. What do you mean Zikenecha? Your, your special Zikenim, that teaches you that Zikenecha, you learn that it's got to be based on a God. Rab Shimon, Rab Shimon says, no, I disagree with that. He says, Ikos of Rachmana Zikne. The Tola only, only would have written Zikne on its own. So have I mean I build zikne ashuk? I mean you can any skin, any 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 scholar. It doesn't have to be even a shofet. Cause of Rachmanas Kenecho. Skenecho possessive it implies the, your special Zakanin. E cause of Rahmana Zakenecho. So if you would have only written Skenecho without writing Shoftecho there were different Sanhedrins. The Sedrin Agodol and Mishkas Agazis that was of 71. But there were other minor Sanhedrins which only had 23. So maybe it had, could even be from the minor Sanhedrin it would have written Zekenech on its own. That's reiterating a special Shoftim to teach which is Sanhedrin Agodol. What about Rabbi Yehuda? So Rabbi Yehuda, how does Rabbi Yehuda know? So that means Zekenech, he says it has to be, can't be Stam Zekenim. But maybe it means Zekenim from the Sanhedrin how do you know from the words Kenecho that it has to be the Sanhedrin Agodol and Shoftecha he's using to teach me another two Shoftim so he doesn't know it from there so Gemara says he has Xeira Shovim one of the, uh, the dinim that we learn that involves the Sanhedrin Agodol is the din of Parhelem Dover Shel Tibur. It's when the Sanhedrin Agodol made a ruling that something is permissible when really it wasn't and it involved the Chi of Kares so they have to bring, it's called a, a special par. They bring a par baal a mitzvah, a certain chatas, a, a bull that is brought. And we say that, and, and, and the Gemara in Sanhedrin, the first mission in Sanhedrin, learns out that the din of the par helm davash and the zikenim the, the, the that have to lean on the animal and do a special video, whatever it is, requires five of the Sanhedrin agodol. So says Rabbi Yehuda, anyway, but you see that it's, it, it, it's, the, it's the Sanhedrin agodol. So he says, the, and use the word Zekenim over there. So he makes Xerishava, the word Zekenecho, which is written here by Egla Rufa, there is a link to Zekenim that are written by the Parhel Dajel Tzibur. So therefore, just as there it's San Hiragodol, so too it's Yasen Hiragodol. So the one that's what he says. So if you're a Gamar, Zikne, Zikne, Mizikne Ha'eda. That's the Zikne Ha'eda from the, uh, from the Parhel Dajel Tzibur. Ma'ala Ha'ala, and just over there, it's Mechadish Ve'eda, it's the Sanhedrin Ha'gadol. Avkan Mechadish Ve'eda. Says the more obvious question. You're gonna say that he has a Mesorah to open up that portal, to open up that link from, uh, Egla Rufa, uh, uh, to, um, to what's his name? To, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to Parhel Mdavashel Tzibur. Then you don't need the word shoftecha to teach me that it has to be an additional two to make it five. The link itself should make sense because the halacha of Yehuda holds over there by Parhel and Davashel Tzibur it's five. So therefore, and zikne zikne connects it. So you only only write you only had to write the word skenecha. You don't have to write the word shoftecha. The fact that you need shoftecha to teach me it's an additional two. Obviously, that teaches you what. Then you don't have that link to the Farhel and Davashel Tzibur. So he says, If you're going to already make that Zereshava, so Ligmar Lakula Milsa Mihasam, and therefore, Zgenecha Ushavtecha Lamali, why do you need Oshavtecha? Both of them. He says, You're right. So therefore, he does not have that link. He doesn't have that portal. And then our question is back to where we're starting from. Since he's using the word shayftecha, not to teach me that it's the special shayftim of the Sanhedrin Agodol, that's how Rav Shimon Taka learns. He doesn't learn that. He learns to teach me additional two. So our question is, so how does he know that can't be Sanhedrin Katana? How does he know that it, it, it has to be specific Sanhedrin Agodol? So he learns like this. He agrees with Rav Shimon, Rashi says. No Zereshav, he agrees with Rav Shimon. Zgenecha, shayftecha, it's a special Zekenim him. But the Pasuk adds an extra vav. It could have said, Why did it say, 
that means the extra vav. Why did it have to have that extra vav? That extra vav tells me that it's not just teaching me, it's not teaching me to find the type of zakenim and shayftim that I need, but it's adding to it as well. That's how you add the additional two. So it's from the extra vav. So in, in, in theory, he agrees with Rabbi Shimon. You know it's Sanhedrin Agadol, because it's the special zakenim, the shayftim that, that you have to use, but the vav teaches me that it's also a riboy, it's adding another two. That's how well, he why do you need it if you can have the link? He doesn't because it's Masora. He doesn't say we obviously never had that Masora. If you never had that Masora, because if you had the Masora, you wouldn't have to have the word Shavtech altogether. Whereas El Avav, the Shavtech, he's coming Liminyana. That's to add the other two. And Rav Shimon, Vav Lo Mashmalei. Rav Yuma doesn't have such a, he never had that limit that the Vav is teaching an extra two. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the more like this. We're now asking a, a basic question. If you're telling me that the way you're learning skenecha means two, shreftecha, anytime you're saying plural means two, so then engladavar stov. Let's go through the whole story of the of the eglarufa. Elamata, basically we're saying it says vayotzu. It's plural. Should be another shnaim. Umadudu, and they measured. Should be also another shnaim. So according to Yehuda, Harei Kantesha, you should be up to nine judges. According to Shimon, Harei Kantesha, you should be up to seven. So Moran says no, because the the yotzer and Madadu are already being used for other things. It's used for other things. It's obviously not coming to teach me to add to the number. What are they being used for? Ha'humi boyalei. Those are needed. Look at the sign like we learned in the brayso. For yotzu, it tells me hein that the Sanhedrin themselves have to go out below shluch and they cannot stand agents umadadu means and let's say the, the body is clear any person without even taking out the tape measure you could see it's the closest to city A there's still a, a, an obligation to go out and measure even if it's clear alil means it's clear where it's close so you still have to go out that's what you learn from umadadu says more like this. So we have two opinions in our Mishnah. It's either you need three from the Sanhedrin according to Rav Shimon, or you have to have five from the Sanhedrin according to Rabbi Yehuda. Yehuda. And it's learned from Skenecha Ushayftecha. So it's Matnitz and the Lekir of Elizabeth and Yaakov. Our Mishnah does not, the, the, these two opinions do not go with the opinion of Rabbi Lezben Yaakov. Why? To say Rabbi Lezben Yaakov, Yaakov Eimer, Skenecha Zu Sanhedrin, and Shoftecha Zemelech Vekohen Godol. He learns that the Sanhedrin have to come, that's what you learn from the words Kenecho, and from Shreftecho, he learns that not only that, the, it, this, is, this is such a, 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 a tragedy, they even made the Kohen Godel and the Melech come out. Now, how do you see from the word Shreftecho, it's Melech and Kohen Godel? Melech dechsev, Melech v'mishpad yamoid aretz, that the, the, the king has, is, 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 one of the functions of the king is a judge. So therefore, that's Mishpat. He's Mishpat. So therefore, that's how you see Melech. The Shavtech means the Melech. How do we know Kohen Gadol is also considered to be a judge? It says, That you'll come to the Kohanim Levim from the Shevet Levi. And to the Shofen. Now, who is the one in charge, the judge over the Kohanim and Levim? The head Kohen. That's the Kohen Gadol. Anyway. So that's so, so that, that's we see that our Mishnah clearly is not going like Rabbi 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 Yaakov because Rabbi does not require Melech and Kohen Gadol; it only requires from the Sanhedrin. Now the Gemara wants to clarify the opinion of Rabbi Yaakov. He says you need the Melech and the Kohen Gadol that you learn from the word Shavtecha. Uh, now what do you learn when you say Sanhedrin? How many of the Sanhedrin is that? The question the Gemara wants to know. Say Boy Luv Neishiv had the following Shaila. Rabbi Yehudah Yaakov the Melech Kohen who the Pollock is only arguing in the about the additional Melech and Kohen. Abba Sanhedrin, concerning the Sanhedrin coming, is either Karebi Yehuda that he holds you need five, or Karev Shimon you hold you need three Svile, or Dilma Mel, he argues when he holds the Sanhedrin after come, what does he hold? Or Dilma the Sanhedrin, Amipligi, Adi Ikakula Sanhedrin. Maybe he requires that all 71 have to come. This is, you got to have, you got to have a, 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 it's going to be a big, a, 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 or maybe 23. Well, no, Senator Gadola is 20, uh, seven, is 71. So I'm Rabbi Yosef. Tashima, come and listen. Says the Gemara, I'll bring you a raya from this. This is in in Sanhedrin. It says as follows. We have one of the dinim, one of the uh, dinim in the Torah uh, is, is called the din of a Zokin Mamre. What is a Zokin Mamre? Zokin Mamre is a big time Chochem that he paskins in his hometown that this is where you have to do something in Halacha. And the Sanhedrin Hagadol in Yerushalayim disagree with him. And he goes to, they summon him to Yerushalayim. He goes before the Lishkas Hagadol, before the Sanhedrin Hagadol. And he refuses to accept their opinion, and he still goes back and maintains his ruling, refusing to overturn his ruling in deference to the Sanhedrin Agoda. What's the halacha? You execute the guy. Mm-hmm. So, can Mamre, can't have that. 
take him out and you execute him. So we're going to see that this din is only if he's in defiance of the ruling when he stood before the Sanhedrin Agodol in the Lishka Sagozis. But if they encounter him anywhere else and they have this dispute, even though he's in defiance of them, but it's not the, you don't administer the death penalty. The death penalty is only if he was in the Lishka Sagozis. That's where it's happened. That's what this, this ruling is referring to. So it says like this, Tashima, come and listen. Matzan Zakin Mamri Abe Pagi. If they found the Zakin Mamre, that the elder who's rebelling against them, Abe Pagi, Rashi says it's the outskirts of Yerushalayim. A Pagi is a bridle. It's like an attachment to the horse. So this is like the attachment was, that's parts of Yerushalayim was annexed to expand Yerushalayim. They found him in the outskirts of Yerushalayim. Behimra Aleim, and he disagreed with them. He rebelled against their ruling. You might think that's already considered to be the full din of Zak and Mamre. And therefore, when you would execute him, Talmud Loma, no, because the Buzz It's only when he gets up and he goes to the place where they're sitting. You see that the, that it's the, 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 the defiance of the Sanhedrin Gadol has to be where he got the ruling against him in the makam el makam ashayiya. So therefore, the makam is gorem. Now that's the that's that's the that's the, the ruling. Now what do we see though? There is a scenario where they did they, they where they found him in, the, in, in outside of the lishkas nagazis. So Moshe says, how many of them were there? When they had that interaction, meaning when they found it, what what was it? it means they're all they're all uh, going shopping together. What how, what was the situation? What was the scenario that the Sanhedrin found him? And how many of them had to be there that you need a special pasuk to tell me that you don't execute him because of the pasuk of Vasalam Makom? So Moses is like this: the Nafik Kama Kama. How many had left? From the uh, the Lishkas Agazis to encounter him? Elam the Nafik Mitzoson. Let's say only part of them left. Then it can't be. Because if part of them left, you can't say that he's rebelling against the Sanhedrin. Because how do you know what the ones that remained behind would have ruled? And this has to be unanimous. So therefore, it can't be that only part of them encountered him. It would have to be no, what? All that all of them encountered him. Tumor says, Lachara can't be nothing it's awesome. Because Deal Mahanak the Ika Gavoy, those that were left inside, the Lishkas Agazes, Kevase Sphere would agree with what he has to say, right? And if that's true, you wouldn't be able to, then Pasha, you can't execute him based on that. So it's not have a man of Janita Pasha to tell me that you can't execute. Elab Shita, it must be the Nafikulo. All of, all 71 came to me, with, to meet this guy. Says, well, my, what right do all 71, at a time when you're able to disseminate justice, what right do they have to leave the Lishka Sagazas? We're going to see you're never allowed to leave during the times when, 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 it's, when, when, when it's open and they have to, they're not allowed to leave. We're going to see, unless it's for certain reasons. Well, my, if they're all going to get hamburgers, so you can't do that. Tumara says, because me, Matsunavka, are they allowed to leave? But Varashus, can they all leave? We're going to see that you always have to leave at least 21. A third have to remain there. You have to leave at least 21. Is 21 a third? Uh, 63. It's not, uh, what's that? 23. I mean 23. You have to leave at least 25. around 20, uh, 23 you have to leave, right? So you have to leave at least 23. Why? And that, that's like the San Andrew Katana. Where do we learn that from? The Pazik says, it's Shlomo Melech says in Shira Shirim, the Pazik says like this, it says, Shareich the, your navel, Sharech is your navel, means that your core, the one that are at your center, which is referring to the Sanhedrin Agadol, which are in the center of, 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 of Klaistral, in the Lishka Sagadis, your, your center, your core, Agan Asahar, the ones that are like a basin that is shaped like the moon, they sat in a crescent, they used to sit, right, that's so much the Sanhedrin, is Al Yechsar can never be lacking Hamazeg, less than the amount that you dilute wine with. It used to be the amount they used to dilute wine was two-thirds water, one-third wine. So you can never have a diluted less than that. It means you can't have less than a third always being in the Lishka Sagazi. So how do you have a situation where all of them had to leave? 
let's say so Allah is that even if one of them have to leave in as long as you have you have twenty three behind that corresponds to Senectana, Yotse, then people can leave. But Imlav and Yotse, some of them are not allowed to leave. So Ella, what must be the case where all seventy one had to leave? Obviously they had to go do a mitzvah. What mitzvah does it take seventy one to go and do? So Ella Pshido is our mitzvah. Must be a mitzvah. So my love is it not Lamedidas Egla to go measure for the Egla Arufa? And this is going Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakovi, because according to Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, you don't need 71 to leave. So who must hold you need 71 to leave? Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov, we've proven, says Rabbi Yosef, that you see you need 71 to leave. So I'm going to buy a buyer, Rabbi Yosef's Talmud says, what's the raya? There's another halacha which you have to have the whole 71. When they want to expand, they want to annex land around Yerushalayim to expand the Azaras or, or the, the, the boundaries of the city, you need to have 71 of the Sanhedrin there. So maybe they're leaving to go expand. So you have no right, that's the mitzvah they want to do. And now, could it's not like we learned in the Mishnah? This is a Mishnah again in, uh, in, in, in Sanhedrin. In Shvuas and in Sanhedrin, it says, "Ain most even alayir." You can't add to the city, Val Azaras, and to the and to the courtyards. Ella beveis din shul shimvech, and unless you have seventy-one present from the center of Anyway, even though Abaya seemed to refute the proof that was brought by Rabbi Yosef, the Gemara brings a brisa that upholds the proof. What does the brisa say? Tanya kavod Rabbi Yosef, a brisa that supports Rabbi Yosef. It says, Motzan abeis hapagiv. The Sanhedrin found the zokin mamre and the and the outskirts of Yerushalayim. Vehim raleim, and he and he uh, was defiant. He ruled is still against them. Kegain, for example, sheyotsu. Why would they be going and bowing? Because they were going. What does it say? Lemedidas egla to measure the egla. Or lehosif alair. Or they went to. Add to the uh, annex more land to the city of Al Azara to the Azara. So Yachel Tiam Ras Am you might think that you're going to hold it against him like he's being defined against Sandra Godel and execute him. Tamad Lama come to Elisa and Milamed Shamakim Gore. That's only if he defines from the in, in the Lishkas Hagos. But anyway, what do you see from this Brisa? You see clearly like the Blazvin Yaakov that what. All seventy-one needed. For All seventy-one. Right. right. So Rabbi Yosef's Raya is held up by the Brisa. Let's go weiter. Nimsa tamun begala tole beilon. So we said in the Mishnah, if the body's not lying on the ground, but it's suspended from the uh, from a tree, or it is lying under a pile of stones, you would not decapitate the egla rufa based on that. What about the water? We'll, we'll, we'll see. So Mara says that this idea that when the Pasuk says that you find the body, the Pasuk says over there that you found the body basada, it's a ba'adoma, really. Yemotze chalal ba'adoma, Rabbi Yehuda, we're going to, the ton of our Mishnah, the ton of Mishnah says ba'adoma means on, lying on top of the ground, not under and not on top of anything else, lying on the ground. So that seems to be the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Where do we see something like that aligns with Rabbi Yehuda? The, the below Rabban, and not like the Chachomim who disagree with Rabbi Yehuda. The Sanya, we learned in a Brisa, one of the, the, the matnas aniyim, one of the, uh, gifts that are given to the uh, impoverished to the poor is if a person is harvesting his field and he forgets some of the grain. It's called shechecho. Forgets some of the grain. He's not allowed to go back and get it. He has to leave it for the anim. So we have a machlokas between the Yehud and the Chachamim. What is... Uh, uh, what is considered to be a uh, 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 that has to be left, or what can you go back for? What's the machlok? It says over there. It says, Omer Pazit says that you forgot sheaves in the field. Prat letamun. says it has to be on top of the ground, but let's say it has been covered. The sheaves are covered with something else. Then it's not considered shechacha, and you're allowed to go back and get it. That no, he says like this. He said they say the opposite. Basada doesn't necessarily mean on top. Basada can also mean under, and therefore they say no. Basada is the rabbis is a tame. That even if it's tamun, that even if it's covered, you are chayiv. So what does the gemara want to do? They want to say the machlokas over there that whether the word basada is to be interpreted on top of or could even mean underneath. That then would have ramifications on, that's the word uh, that says over there, Basada. Here it uses the word Ba'adoma. But the Chorah would be the same Machlokas. The Al-Mishnah says Ba'adoma means on top of. That seems to only be aligning with the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. It would not be going with the sheet of the Chachamim. Everyone hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So I'm a Rab. 
There's no raya. The fact that the Chachamim disagree with what Basada means by Shechacha, they could agree with Rabbi Yehuda that in the case of Eglarufa, uh, uh, that, ba'ado, that Ba'adoma could mean that it has to be Dafka on top of and not hidden, not concealed. So how does it work? Because You have to look at the context of the Pasuk. In the, within the context of the Pasuk, it teaches you how to understand what the word Ba'adoma or Basada means. The gears of the Bach over here fits a little better. It says, Hacham in the Kra. Here, what is within the theme or within the context of the Possum? The Chsev, it says, Kiyam So the first clause, and you find a corpse. What does that imply? Where do you find him? Anywhere, right? Wherever you find it. Comes along, Ba'adama, that is a modifier. It's modifying from what you would have thought. You would have thought wherever you find him, comes along by Adama says, no, what does it have to be? On the ground. Prat Latoman to exclude if it's concealed or hidden. That explains why here it has to be Dafka on the ground by the Egla Rufa. Whereas there, by the case of Shechacha, also within the context of the Pasuk, the Chachamim can hold what they hold. Because it says, it says that when you're harvesting the, 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 the standing grain in your field, the shachachta omer, and you forget sheaves. Now what clauses are juxtaposed together? The harvesting with that which you forget. Now the, 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 the grain that you are harvesting is exposed or not exposed? Is exposed. So the Chorah, the simple reading is, we're talking about that which you forgot has to be specifically where it's exposed. Right? What you forget is similar to what you're harvesting. Just as what you're harvesting is exposed, so too what you forgot is exposed. Because of Rahmana, the Torah modifies it. And comes around and says, Why does it have to write the word Basada? Because here it's telling you that even if it's not on top, even if it is contained within, even if it's hidden. So basically, the Chachamim say that the word Basada, Ba'adoma, because Ba could either mean in or could be on. It all depends on how is the modifier functioning based on what was mentioned previously. That's how they gosh, and therefore they could agree with Rabbi Yehuda by Egla Rufa. So says the Gemara like this. Now that explains the Chachamim. Let's go back to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda seems to hold that Ba'asada and Ba'adama always means exposed. Mm-hmm. So you want to ask the obvious question. If so, why did it have to write the word Ba'asada by the case of the harvest, mm-hmm. by the Shekha? Since the first part of the passage says Ketzira, which is the Shekha is doing the Ketzira, so it starts off automatically meaning it's exposed. You don't need the modifier of Ba'asada. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, why did the Torah have to write the word Ba'asada? Right? Everyone, you have a question? Yeah. So why is it like this? According to the Chacham, it makes sense because it's modifying that it can't be exposed. I mean, it can't be hidden. It has to be exposed. But according to Yehuda, he knows... Because that's the default. He, it, what's that? He, I'm sorry. He, they hold over there that it, 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 the rabbis are talking that it could be uh, concealed. But it, because it's going, it's modifying what you would have normally thought. But according to Yehuda, you stay with what you normally thought. If you stay with what you normally thought, it means it has to be exposed. You don't have to write the word Basada. That's the worst question. So when Rabbi Yehuda, Nami, typically, why can't you just derive the din, Meshach HaChadumi Dekatsir, in, and you don't need the word Basada. Tomorrow says Enachinami. And you're right. That's how he knows that it has to be that it has to be exposed because it's Katsiras Dumya the Shirazumya. So I so what do you do with the word Basada? So Ella Basada Lamali, why does it have to write the word Basada Kunt Yehuda? Me by the Rabba Shikhas Kama. It's coming to teach me something else. It can you might have thought that maybe it's only considered forgetting once you harvest it and it's on the ground. Can it be considered Shikha if you forgot it even before you Cut it down. Comes along and saying, Basada, to teach me anything in the field, even if you forgot what was standing, it's also considered to be Shechacha. That's what Rabbi Yehuda does with the word Basada. Is the Rabba Shechacha's Kama. The standing grain also can have a din of Shechacha. I, the obvious question is, since Rechachomim are using the word Basada to teach me that it can be concealed, so it's not open. If it's not open, how do they know that there can be Shechacha? On come on standing grain. So Rabbana and Shechah's come, I mean, where do they know it from? So when it says, Nafkalahu, they learn it from a different drasha. It says, Michit, it says, Ki tiktar ketzircha besadecha. There's another clause that's written in the, in the, in the parsha. It says, when you do, when you, when you cut, when you do the car harvest, besadecha. Ki tiktar ketzircha besadecha. What's this bay's doing over here? Um, 
that even if you forgot of your field, what do you mean even if you've got off your field? Even if you forgot that grain which is standing in your field. That's how they learn it. That it says, there's a different posse than we had before. Before we had a posse of Basade. Uh, here it's saying, Basadecha, Ketircha, Basadecha, 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 that Shikha's come is considered, that's what we learned from the word Basadecha. Because they use it for something else. They use it that could be even concealed. That's what they used it from before. So says Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda, what does he do with that Basadecha, Basadecha? Me boyolei, he uses it for something else. Look at it, Rabbi Avo, Amr Rabbi Loza, whatever Amr Rabbi Loza say, Amr Rabbi Loza, Pratlashet Sofu, Omen Lesov Stecha Veiro. What happens if your grain, was was blown away, floated into your neighbor's field. Okay? So now it's in your neighbor's field and you want to go and retrieve it. Are you allowed to retrieve it or do we say no? Maybe that's considered shechacha. Comes along besadecha, it's only considered shechacha if you forgot it in your field, not if it's blown into your neighbor's field. That's what he uses besadecha for. Obvious question now is going to be, how do the Chachamim know that there's no shechacha on something that has been blown into your neighbor's field? So says the Gemara of Rabbanon, because it says, the word says besadecha. It didn't have to say besadecha. It could have said the word sade. Sade besadecha, you can learn out two things from it. One, is to teach me standing grain. There is a din of shechacha. It's only if it's in your field, not if it blows into your neighbor's field. I. what about Rabbi Yehuda? How does he know? For, uh, uh, what does he do with the double lotion? He doesn't seem that's a double drosha. All right. Boy, Rabbi Yirmiyo. Standing grain, stand, but it's wrapped up, or standing inside? Not standing, it hasn't been cut down yet. You, you forgot, you, you forgot to tell. You left, you left it. So, and that's still shechacha, even if you haven't cut it. Correct. If you forgot it, boy, Rav Yirmiyah. Only thing to Saful omim l'sof sadehu mahu. Now the Gemara is asking a question. According to Rav Yirmiyah, the Gemara is asking the following question: What happens is if you you harvested it and you uh, and what happened is it's the wind carried it up or, and it floated and landed on top of something else. It landed on top of something else. So the, the question right now is that it's, it, it, is that considered to be basadecho? It's not directly on the ground anymore. But uh, so is that? But it's in the airspace of your field. We know that your airspace of your field, halachically, for the laws of kinyanim for acquisition, is considered like on the field. So therefore, this is not directly on the field, but it's it's landed on something else. And therefore, the difference is: can there be shechacha on your own grain that floated onto something else on your field? It's still within your field. It's besadecha, but it's not mamish. On the ground, is that considered a din of shechacha on that or not? That's Rabbi Yirmiyah Shailah. So, boy, Rabbi Yirmiyah, tzapu on l'sof sadeh yomahu. Aver sadeh is the airspace of the field considered kasadadami, and then there would be shechacha. Olav kasadadami, for the laws of shechacha are actually mamish lying on the ground, or connected on the ground. So, amalei rafkahan l'rav papi, v'amalei rafkahan l'rav zvid. Tivshet leh mid Rabbi Yavohu, am Rabbi Lozer. We can bring a raya from Rabbi Yavohu, am Rabbi Lozer, the din that we learned yesterday. What did, I mean, that we learned just a few lines ago. What did we learn a few lines ago? The Amr, it says, Prat l'shet sofu om l'sof sadecha veiro. We said that, 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 that sadecha teaches you that the shikha is only din of shikha when it's in your field, but not if it's floated. Use the word sofu, it floated into your neighbor's field. Right? Now, the Gemara Darsh is like this. It says like this. Uh, the chavera in it's mashma. It's, it's only because it floated into your neighbor's field is it not considered to be shechacha? But it would have floated somewhere else in your own field. It's mashma what? It would have been shechacha. In the tov sadeu lo only it's only in only that that exclusion is only in your neighbor's field. But in your own sadeu you would not have had that exclusion. You would have been chayv in shechacha. Says him well that's not a good deal. When it says it floated into your neighbor's field, it doesn't mean dafka that it floated on top of something. It could, what are you going to tell me? If it floated into your neighbor's field and lands on the ground, then you would be chayav. That's not the point over there floating. What's the point of it? The point over there is that it's in your neighbor's field. It makes no difference whether it's on top of something. The reason why it uses the expression, expression of 
floating is because it's just that's the normal way how it's going to get without you putting it there from your field into his field. But that doesn't mean dafka because it's talking about it's on top of something over there. So you cannot bring me a raya from that. That's a shvach raya. Using your reason. It's only tzafu in. It's only when it floated into his field. But it's on the ground in your neighbor's field. Lo, what then you would be chayv and It's still not sadecha. So obviously in your neighbor's field it makes a difference if it's on the ground or if it's on something else. So therefore, it's not, if it's not the sadecha, you're not going to be chayv. Ela l'sav zdechavero. And when it says it floated into your neighbor's field, it could even be afilu munachim on the ground. So why did you use the expression of floating? Because it's no other way. How does it get there? It floats in there, but it doesn't mean it has to be on top of something. So you have no raya. So basically, we have no raya yet. Rabbi Yirmiyah Shiloh was. What if it floated onto something in your own field? Is that going to be something that you chive or not? Because it's not monachim on the carcass. In the other, is over like on the ground or not in your own field, the laws of Shekha. Tashema, come and listen. Omer shehichzik bo lo licha leir. Let's say what happened was you picked up a, bu- a, sh- a bunch of sheaves. You picked up the sheaves and you planned on taking it into the city. Maybe you're going to go sell it, whatever it is. And you piled up one stack of sheaves on top of another stack of sheaves. So now you have two stacks of sheaves. One which is underneath, which uh, and one which is on top. and you forgot both of them. What are these? This, the, what is the din of these two stacks? Legabe the din of shichacha. Hatachton shichacha. The one below is considered shichacha. Ha'elyon ain't a shichacha. That's the Tanakhama, the Chachamim. The bottom stack, there isn't in shichacha on it. The top one, not. We'll see why in a moment. Rav Shimon Yehuda Omer, Mishum Rav Shimon, he says, Shneim ain't shichacha. Neither one is considered shichacha anymore. Why? Atachton ipneishu tamon. Because the bottom one is covered. So therefore covered is not in shichacha. Va'elyon ipneishu tzav. And the top one, because is considered to be floating. So therefore, the only argument we have is concerning the bottom one. But concerning the top one, both the Chachamim and Rav Shimon both agree that you're excluded. So you see that everybody agrees is that if it's not on the ground... It's not considered to be shikha. So therefore, that would seem to be a good raya for, to bring a proof for Rabbi Yirmiyah Shiloh. So Mara says, no. Shani Aslam came into Ixlik Bey, Zacha Bey. Could be it's different over there. Since the top one you already picked up, you already acquired, maybe that's why there's no din shikha. It's not because it's not on the ground. The reason it's not shikha is because you already took it in your hand. Maybe that's why there's no shikha over there. So Mara says, If that would be true, then why is it giving the case where you put it down on the, t- on the sheep below? It. Then that would be true even if you put it down back directly on the ground. Say once you grabbed it, there's no more din on it. That's what it should say. Why is it about a case where you put it on top of another sheep? You're right. It could be even if you put it down on the ground. The chiddush is not for the top sheep. The chiddush is to teach you the din on the bottom one. To teach me the chiddush of the bottom one. That that to teach me that therefore that the bottom one is going to be a machlokas whether you consider it a problem of tamun or you don't. And that's why it said you put it on top of the top one. Technically, the, the top one, you're potter because it, you picked it up. Says the but that's not the reason the, the Brisa gave. The Brisa says, Says the Gemara, which is mashma because it's floating. That's not directly on the ground. That's the reason that was given according to Rav Shimon. The Gemara says, What it means that it's considered like it's floating means considered like you're still holding it. Once you acquired it, it's considered like it's still with you. It's not considered like having been placed down. But it's not because it's not directly on the ground. It's because you picked it up and you acquired it. So you have no raya that 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 uh, that if it's not directly on the ground, that it would be exempt from shikh or not. Amra Bayo. Abayah said the following statement. I am considered, Ben Azai was considered to be a very astute, brilliant man. And when he used to walk around in the marketplace of Tveria, people used to ask him all kinds of questions. He was like a machine gun. He answered. So Abayah says, today I feel like Ben Azai walking around. The, anybody can come and ask me questions. I have clarity of mind today. Come ask me questions. So certain Chacham asked Abayah the following Shiloh. Let me explain the Shiloh outside, and we'll see it inside. What happens if you find outside uh, two cities, there are two cities equidistant from one another, and you find in the middle, you find two bodies, one on top of the other. One is a little bit closer 
to one city. Let's say the top one is closer to city A. The bottom uh, body, which is underneath it, is closer to city B. It seems to be the halacha is when you find two corpses together, you only need to bring one egla rufa. Only one egla rufa. The question over here is which one are you going to bring the egla to, for, for which one? The one on top or the one on the bottom? Let's see the two stadium of the Shiloh. So oh, it's actually three stadium over here and it's actually in the Egla Gemara gives three. There's actually a fourth one which is uh, self-understood. Uh, Let's see it inside. So it says like this. What's the Shiloh? From which one do you measure? Do we say that even though it's flesh upon flesh it's still considered like the bottom body is covered. You could say it's all the same thing. It's not considered covered. No. The bottom one is covered. And if the bottom one's covered, therefore what? Then you would not cover, you're not, the bottom one would be exempt from the Egla Rufa. You only measure from the top one. Or Min Bamina Lohabitsap. And, and we'd also have to say that Min Bamina only creates a problem of covering. It does not create a problem of elevating. Because remember, for Egla Rufa, we held that it has to be on the ground. But since it's Min Bamino, it's not considered an interposition. It is considered on the ground. And if you say, therefore, Min Bamino creates a problem of Tumun, but it does not create a problem of tzav, then you would have to measure from which one? The top one. Um, you have to measure from the top one. Oh, Dilma, perhaps no. Maybe min bemino have it tzav. Maybe the fact that min bemino still makes it like the top one's not touching the bar, the ground. However, min bemino lo have it tamun. However, it doesn't make it like it's concealing. Min bemino doesn't cause it, it's like it's concealed. It doesn't cause a concealment, which means the bottom one is not used as being concealed. And therefore, which one would you measure from? Um, mode. Oh, Dilma, option number three. Maybe Dilma min bemino have it tamun does create a problem of concealment. And min bemino have it tzav, and it creates a problem it's not considered connected to the ground. And therefore, below me Tafton moded, below me Elyon moded. So yeah. therefore, neither one. So that's the Shiloh that the Chacham asked Abaya. So Amar Lei, so Abaya answered him like this. He said, Tani Sua. We have a Brisa that we can bring to support clarifying the, your, your Shiloh. What did the Brisa say? We said, Oh, Mershe Hipsik Bola Lechaleir. We just learned the Brisa that the, the farmer picked up the sheaves to take to the city. And he put one on top of the other. One top sheep and put on top of the bottom sheep. And he forgot the two bundles of sheaves. The Tanakhama, the Chachamim said that, uh, that the, the top one, the bottom one is considered Shechacho. And the top one is not considered to be Shechacho. And Rab Shimon ben Yehuda Omer, Mishum Rab Shimon, he says, Neither one is considered to be Shechacho. Why? Because the Tachton of Neishu Tomun. Because the bottom one is being concealed by the top one. And the top one, if Neishu Tzav, we just learned means because he picked it up already, that he's holding it, he held it, so therefore it's not. Now, Savrua, Dahani Tanoi Kerev Yehudah Sphere Lehu. The the, the, the base medrash they assume that both of these opinions follow the opinion of Yehuda that holds Basodik Rat Tomun. That by by Shechacha you cannot have it concealed. So what do we see over here? There is a machlokas whether the bottom one is chayim. Now they both hold you cannot have it concealed. So why is the Tanakhama hold that you're chayim on the bottom one if you're not supposed to have it concealed? It must be because min bemino does not create a problem of tamun. So where it says like this, my love hakamiv legimar sabr min bemino have a tamun umar sabr lo have a tamun. So you have a raya is that your shaila of whether min bemino creates tamun is a machlokas tanoyim. Says it's not a good raya. Mm-hmm. Who says that this, both these opinions hold like Rabbi Yehuda that Tumun is a problem of Shechacha? Maybe that's not what they both hold. If they both held like Rabbi Yehuda that Tumun is a problem, it could be the Kula Amamin Bamino Habatumun. They both would agree that it's considered concealed even though it's Min Bamino. This Machlokas reflects the Machlokas of Yehuda and the Chachamim where the Tumun is a problem by, uh, by uh, Eglah. Rufa. And that's it. The Tanakama holds is that you can, that your chive on the bottom one is because he holds that Min Bamino, uh, is because he holds, I'm sorry, that the, 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 the Rabbanon, uh, the, 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 the Rabbanon, the Tanakama holds like the Rabbanon, that it's not a problem, even though it's Tomun, but Tomun's not a problem. But, because, forget, Min Bamino creates Tomun, but there's no problem of Tomun by Egla Rufa. And Rabbi Yashimon ben Yehuda says, like Rabbi Yehuda, that holds that it is, crea- that, that is a problem of Tomun, and therefore you have no raya here that, that, that there's a machlokas by Tomun. It could be that everyone holds that Tomun is considered to be a problem by Min Bamino. So, Mara says like this. If, in fact, you're telling me that everybody holds that Tomun is a problem for the bottom one, 
Everybody holds that it is a problem of Tomun. The only Shaila is, is whether Tomun is a problem by Eglai Rufa. But it is considered to be Tomun. Then why did you have to have, when you put one sheaf on top of the other sheaf? Why couldn't you have the bottom one just covered by rubble, by, by straw? So, Iachi, my Iriyal Gabe Chavero. Why do you have to have one sheaf? It's got nothing to do with Min Bamino. It's just the Shaila, whether Tomun is a problem or not. So, now, feel the offer of a Tzrar. Then even to put it covered in, 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 in dirt or with, with pebbles, Nami. You're right. The same achlokas would have existed. But why did it talk, talk about a case where you put Nin Bamino on top of it? It's Odiyah HaKochot of Yehuda because it's telling you the Kiddush of Yehuda that he holds Tomen is a problem and even if it's Nin Bamino, Tomen is still a problem. That's why I gave you that example. Tam Rafilu Nin Bamino HaVei Tomen. Zogmar Vaita. Tanu Rabonan. Cholol. The Pazak says Cholol. Cholol is a corpse. We're going to see the Chachom said Cholol is a corpse that we died through a, 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 a wound. That the only time that the din of Egla Rufa is where there was a death w- uh, a blow administered with a wound. But, uh, but strangled is not considered to be cholo. So even though someone strangled, it's not cholo. Cholo specifically is where there was a wound. Cholo, and also cholo means the corpse, when you came across the corpse, he's dead. But if he's in his death throes, he dies an hour later. No, that's not considered Egla Rufa. Egla Rufa is only where it's hollow, where the corpse is dead already. Ba Adama, what do we learn from the word Adama? That was Rabbi Yehuda said, below Tomon, and, and, and we said the Chalm could agree with that as well. That means on the ground and not concealed. The, uh, below Tomon the Gal, not hidden in a, in a, in a pile of stones. No fell. No of those mushrooms fallen on the ground, below Tomon, not suspended by Elon from a tree. Ba Sadeh, what do we learn from the Sadeh? It has to be on the ground, below Tzafalpanemayim, not floating on the water. Rabbi Lazar Omer Bechulan, he disagrees with all of them. He says, orfin. In all these cases, as long as it's a chalal, the only drush he seems to agree with, if it has to be a corpse through a wound. But all the other things, on the ground, in the air, and he doesn't agree. If it's a corpse, it's a corpse, and you're chayim. But it, it, the only thing is, it has to be a chalal, like he agreed, it has to be a corpse through a, a, a wound. Tanya, we learned in Abraisa. I'm Rabbi Yossi bar Yehuda. I'm related to Rabbi Lozer. The Chachamim said to Rabbi Lozer, You agree with us, right, that if it's strangled and lying in the trash, that you don't do it at roof in that place. Why? Because Alma, because we see, you, you, you obviously we see that Cholol means Cholol below Chanuk. So if you agree with that drasha, then why don't you agree with the other drashas? So Achanami, Ba'adama, should mean Belotama and Bagal, not hidden in a, in, a, in a pile of stones. And Nofel should mean Belotala Be'il, not suspended from a tree. And Ba'adama should mean Belotzafal Gabemayim, not floating on the water. So what is, uh, uh, Rabbi Lezer, what does he hold? Rabbi Cholol, Yaseirikseev. The word Cholol is written twice. Since you have an extra Cholol, that's the why he darshins from Cholol that has to die through a death blow with a wound, but he doesn't agree with all the other ones. The other ones he holds, no, there's no drosha. If you find the body on the border, or you find it next to a city that's got majority of idol worshippers, there's no Din Egla Rufa. Why not? It says, Kiyamotze. Kiyamotze means that you happen to find it over here, but it's not something where that's predisposed to finding a body. You happen to find a body here. But in areas where it's predisposed to find a body, there's no Din Egla Rufa. On a border is the, is the dangerous area. Samach to a city of Eidegechavim is a dangerous area. In those cases, there is no Din of Egla Rufa. Yeah, it says, or it says that it has to be, if there's no base then there's no Egla Rufa. Why? Because you have to have the Zikna ear have to come out and measure. So therefore, or they have to come out and be not say measure and say, Ya they know So there's no Zikna ear, there's no base in the city, there's no Din Egla Rufa. So Ain Modadin Ella ear. So says that Pshita, this is not, that, that's a redundant statement. You said we don't measure uh, unless it's a city that has a base in, right? And we said in the next thing that said in a city that doesn't have a base then you don't measure to it. Your, your mom is repeating yourself. Shita came in the time of the Irish Ainba based in, and we don't measure to a city that doesn't have a base in. So Ani Adana to Ain Modadin, Ella Irish Ainba based in. Obviously, that means you can't measure. There's no Egla Rufa for with a, close to a city that there's no base in. So obviously, you cannot measure to a city that has a base in. Sheishba based in. So what is it coming to teach me? So when it says like this, Someone says, uh, again, so the guy says, Pshita, Kemetana is Ainba based in. There's no Egla Rufa in a city that does not have a based in. So, Ana Yadana, we know the Ain Mordadin Ella Yerusha Yezba based in. Someone says, the Chedesh is like this. What happens if you find a body close to city A and it's a little further from city B? City A does not have a based in. City B does. does. 
If you only had the first statement, you'd say there's no Din Egla Rufa, because the closest city to it doesn't have a, a basin. Well, it's reiterating, and you only measure to a city that has a basin, means even if it's not necessarily the closest city, you're going to be measuring to the closest city that has a basin. That's what it's coming to teach me. So, Hakamash Malan, Kedesanya, like the Brisa teaches us, Minayan, how do we know? Shimnimsa Samach Leir, that you find a corpse next to a city, Shein Ba Basin, that does not have a basin, Shemeinichin Oz, so that you leave it, and you go to the city that has a basin. Talmud Lomar, the word ha'ir is extra. We already know it's, the, it's, it's talking about the zakenim of the city. Why do I have to mention the word ir a second time? To teach me any city that has the closest basin, even if it's not the closest city to the corpse, but it's the closest city to the basin, the city has basin, you still measure to that city. What if you find a dead body that is right in between two cities? Means the distance, equidistance between two cities. So, Shtehen Mevi and Shtei Agolos, Divrabeliezer. opinion is, we'll explain it more in the Gemara, that he holds each city has an obligation to bring an Egla Arufa, and therefore two Egla Arufa procedures are going to be brought, each city bringing one. However, Yerushalayim does not bring an Egla Arufa, and we'll see in the reason why. And just, I was trying to figure out why it, it seems to be connected to the last halacha. Could have just said, Ain Yerushalayim bring an Egla Arufa. Ve'ain. I thought maybe I have a mahalach, we'll see. Ve'ain Yerushalayim bring an Egla Arufa. Nimtza Rosh of Makam Echad, Beguf Makam Achad. What do you find? A dead body has been decapitated. The head is in one place, and the body is in another place. Right? So, Molichin Arosh Etzlaguf, dear Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer says, you bring the head to the body. Rabbi Yakiva Omer, Aguf Etzlarosh. No, you bring the body to the head. What exactly the Machlokas is, the more we'll discuss. Me'ayin Ayumodadin, Me'ayumodadin, when they measure to get the proximity, closest city, from what part of the body would they measure the, uh, the, the person? So, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Mitiburo, from his navel. Rabbi Akiva Omer Michotmo from his nostrils. Rabbi Yehuda Ben Yaakov Omer Mewakam Shnasa Chalol. It since it calls the, the corpse, so it's from what makes the person into a corpse. Mizvich Savaro that is from his neck. We're going to see that generally Chalol refers to somebody that has been killed by slicing his throat, and therefore it's from the neck. Okay. Is this the same spelling for the when a person is a halal or a kohen marries somebody? Yes. Zog <coughs> Demar. My time of Rabbi Eliezer. What is the reason Rabbi Eliezer would hold that two cities have to bring for one body two separate Egla Rufus? So what's the, what's the logic there? So Gemara says like this. Let me explain it outside and then, and then, and then we'll explain, uh, understand it inside. There is a machlokus throughout Shas, a fascinating machlokus, which is, do we say Efshar Litzamtzeim or E Efshar Litzamtzeim? In Halacha, do we say that you can get the precision when you have to measure something, that you can get the precision, precision that you can mamish get it exactly? Or is every measurement generally, there's human error. It's not, you can't assume that something's going to be exact. You can never assume something exactly. That's called Evshalit Samsam or E Evshalit Samsam. Now, let's take this for a moment. If you find a body between two cities, it looks like it's in the middle. It looks like it's exact. However, it's not humanly possible. You take the position that it's not humanly possible to be exact. So then what are you going to have to say in this case? You're going to say it's a suffix. Because it could be suffix closer to one, suffix closer to the other. What would you do if it was a suffix? So what you would do, as Rashi explains, is what you would do is you would say the two cities come together and in partnership... They would buy an Egla Rufa and they'd make the following condition. They would say, listen, we'll bring it together. If it's your city that needs to do it, we're makne our chelek to you. And if it's our city that needs to bring it, you're makne your chelek to us. That's if you would say it's a suffix. But since Rabbi Eliezer holds that there's no, you don't have to make it a suffix because we can be exact. So therefore, if it's exact in between both, it's not a suffix. It's closest to both. 
So therefore, since he holds Evshel it can be closer to both, and he also understands when it says in the passage, the city that it's closer, closer doesn't have to be closer to one city, closer could even be closer to two cities, that means both cities have to bring their own separate Egla Arufa. That's the, that's the logic, the basis for understanding how you get to a point where both cities have been Egla Arufa. Because according to the Chachamim, who hold Evshel it said you wouldn't have to bring two Egla Arufas, you'd bring one where they would bring it in partnership. That's that's. I, I don't understand how it can be closer to both cities. That part I didn't understand. Because it's, exa- it's exactly close to oh, both. Oh, oh. Yeah. But, but, exact, oh, exact but we have this concept wow. that we can't make Amazing. exact measurements. You started with. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't hold like that. He holds you could make exact measurements. That's the point. So Moira says, "My Talmud Rebbe what is Rebbe opinion? Kasavar, he's of the opinion that absolute something that you can have, you can measure with precision, you can definitively calculate something without error." <clears throat> It is, it is possible. The Krova, and when the Torah says that the city that is closest to brings an Egla Rufa, I feel the Krovos. It does not have to be only the closest to one. It could even be that which is closest to two if it is exact. Okay. The Ein Yerushalayim may be Egla Rufa. Yerushalayim does not bring an Egla Rufa. Why does Yerushalayim not bring an Egla Rufa? Someone says, the Amakra Lerishto. The Pesach says that uh, the, that when you find a dead body, close to the city that God has given you, Larishta as a Yerusha, to, uh, inherit. The author of our Mishnah holds that Yerushalayim lo nishalko kasava, Yerushalayim lo nishalko shvatim. That Yerushalayim is this, uh, is, is a universal city. It's owned by everybody. It's not owned by any one particular shavit. And since it's not owned, so therefore there's no, there's no inheritance there. The land wasn't inherited, therefore that excludes it from, uh, from, from, uh, re- right. But that's not necessarily. That, uh, that's, that if you hold Yerushalayim Lone Shvatim and Tchalka, then all the Shvatim have a Chalik in it. Alright. Now, the, uh, I, I was just thinking, like, why is it connected to the previous halacha? The previous halacha was, and if it's right between two cities, then they each both have to bring. So therefore, comes along, but your Shalayim, uh, you don't have to bring. So I was thinking like this, that, that maybe, I, I, don't, I don't know if this is correct or not, but maybe you would have thought that if your Shalayim, you could think, is, is like owned by every. multiple, maybe every Shevet would have to bring, maybe every, uh, so it has to say no, because here it says Lerishta, that means that if you don't have a Din Yerusha on it, then you don't have a, uh, bring. I don't know, there has, to, there has to be some connection because that Vav is connecting it. Let's go on. Nimsa Rosh Markham's one says, what's the machlokus here? You have a decapitated, decapitated body. The head is in one place, the body's in another place. So we had a machlokus. You bring the head to the body, the body to the head. What's the machlokus? What are they arguing about? Now, maybe it's coming concerning measurement. That would be the simple way to understand it. Meaning, where you bring the head, is the head to the body, body to the head, makes a difference between what are you going to measure from. Says, that can't be what the, the, the machlokus is. Because that's the next line. The next line the Mishnah asks, so where do they measure from? One says from the belly, one says from the nostril. So obviously the machlokus of whether you bring the head to the body, body to the head, is got not, is not, has no bearing on where you do the measuring. So what is the machlokus? So says, since the, the end of the Mishnah says, how do they measure? Michlal, it implies that the first part of this Mishnah, we're not talking about the argument of measurement. So Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak says, the Meis Mitzvah Konim Akonim Mekamifugi. The Machlokas is hinges on another din. There is a din that if you come across a body that nobody claims that uh, one of the Takonas, there was a, the ten Takonas thing was done by Ezra. Is that he uh, was it Ezra Yeshua? I don't remember. So anyway, it says the ten the, the ten Takonas. Rashi brings it down. There were the ten Takonas that were made. What's that? What do you say? No. So therefore, there were, there were ten takanas that were, were were in. Still, one of them was that a a Rashi says Yeshua. She knows Yeshua. That Yeshua established is that when you divide up the land, and that if I come across the Meis Mitzvah, he has a right. The Meis Mitzvah has a right to be buried wherever you find it. So that's that is. So the question over here is going to be the machlo is going to be what is the place that the Meis Mitzvah is toe face for the burial? Is it where the head is, 
or is it where the body is? So it's nothing to do with the measurement. That's going to be the next machlok. But this, that, that's the, the shaila over here. That for burial purposes, Now, So therefore, Now, good. So the machlok is the gabi where it should be buried. But what's the basis for that machlokus? Meaning, they both agree that the mace is tofus makoma. But why does the one say bring it to the head? The other one say bring the head to the body. What's the logic behind that machlokus? Where it says, and Reish and Nadi Venofel. He said, the, uh, one opinion holds that what makes more sense is the body fell right where it was killed. And it's the head that rolled away. So what's Tophus Makoma is where he's killed. So therefore you assume that the body is Tophus the Makmakom where he needs to be buried. And the head has to be reunited with the body. The other opinion said, no, what makes more sense is the head fell where he was killed. I, what happened to the body? You ever a chicken get shechted when you check the chicken? So the, uh, it runs headless for, so here too, we assume that maybe it's the body that, I don't know exactly, uh, I've never seen a decapitation, but we, the assumption is that the body also has some kind of nervous system that will still allow the body maybe to move or maybe if the body is moving while, while, while he was decapitated, I don't know. But the head fell in the right place. And it's the body that uh, ran on. And therefore it's the body that has to be brought back to the place where he was killed by the head. And that's the place where it is buried. Okay. So I want to know where do you measure from, from the body? On the body it could make a difference. Right, because they're a game of inches here in terms of closeness to one city over the other. So where on the body do they measure from? But my comment for the Gemara says, what's the machlokas, whether you do it from the navel or whether you do it from the nostrils? So Gemara says like this, Mar Saber Iker Chevosa Ba'ape, that the essence of life of a person is through his nostrils. That's where the breath is taken in. And therefore, when you want to measure for the uh, for, for for a human being, you measure from his essence of his life is from his nostril. And the other said, no, the essence is his navel. That's that's uh, that's what gives his sustenance. That's where he uh, he, he his life it comes from. What he eats, and therefore that's where you measure from. So Moses says, Lema kahani tanoi. This machlokus, as what's considered to be more essential, the nostril or the navel, seems to be the same machlokus as we have in the upcoming Brisa. It says, Meihechan havlad notzar. Fascinating machlokus. A fetus. Right back in the day, they didn't have what we have, sonograms and the ability to to see how the development of the fetus occurs within the mother. So they were arguing about what is the way. How does a fetus develop? Right? So, man says, that from the head. The head forms first, and then the rest of the body comes after the head. And so it says, that, Shavina um, Melech says, that from the uh, inside, from the, uh, from the womb of my mother, you plucked me. Okay? And we see, Gozi uh, also refers to head. The Pazik says, Gazi Nizreich, uh, you should cut off your, your, the hair of your Naziris Vishlichi and cast it away. Cut your hair of your head. So it means you, you, you plucked me, you formed me from my head. That's the David analysis. That's the basis that the fetus starts from the head. Abashal Oimer Mitiburo. He says, no, the fetus is formed from its navel. Right? They actually, they, they, I guess, the connection, the, the umbilical cord, they learned that that's where the fetus starts forming, from that point of connection, from the navel. And then roots grow out in all directions to form the rest of the body. What is, scientifically, what is the first part of the fetus that's formed? Was it all at the, one, at the same time? First part of the fetus? Yeah. Do we know? No. Okay. Anyway. Simon says like this. So therefore, Mishalach Sharash of Eilach Ve'Eilach. There is a fascinating. I heard. I heard uh, recently a, a shear that talks about the, the wonders of science and things that even scientists don't understand. One of the things, the most fascinating thing, they say that uh, that in a fetus, every cell has in it the DNA for the entire body. 
every single cell. What they still haven't figured out is that why in the cells is that the function that works is the toe function. And in the eye, the function that works is the eye function. It's the same cell with the same DNA. They haven't figured out yet what tells what part, uh, the, the, the part that it's in to be able to, uh, which is a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a very Kabbalistic uh, concept that mm-hmm. any, the parts of every, within the part of everything mm-hmm. is the whole. That's the, that's the notion. Okay. So that's how they're manufacturing pancreases and right, that they, 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 organs they, by turning it on originator cells that are in the body yeah. to make them into different functions. Right. They can do certain amounts of that. They just can't make it into a toe. Right. Anyway, so the says like this. So, uh, so we seem to say that this, the one wants to tie the machlokas of where you measure the, uh, the, 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 the corpse for the Eglar Rufa purpose. Is it the nostril or is it the, uh, the navel? Seems to be the same machlokas, the one wants to say, as to where the fetus is formed from. So the says, I feel the Abashol. You don't have to say that Abashol, who holds the fetus, is formed from its navel, would also hold that the, that the corpse is measured from the navel. Because The fact that he holds that that's the way, that that's the first connection to the fetus is the navel, and therefore that's the way the body, uh, body, the fetus grows, doesn't necessarily mean that therefore, in a full human being, the essential part that you measure from has to necessarily be the navel, right? He says, the It makes sense that when the fetus is formed, it's formed from his core, from his middle, from his essence. That's the, that's the point of connection. But for the terms of, of what gives life to a human being, he the Kula Alma could be everybody agrees, but Ape, who it comes through his nostrils, that's the, that's the, the, the breath of life, that's what gives the person life. Like David Amel says, that the Ruach Haim is in his nostrils. That the place you have to measure from is what caused him to become a chalol, which generally is the neck. And my time to realize when Yaakov, where did you see that from? To it says the pasuk says in 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 Yecheskel, it says Lo says Osoch El Tzavre Chalale Rishoyim that you're going to be thrown with the necks of the wicked corpse, wicked corpses. So you see that what makes the corpse is tied to the neck. So therefore, since he had, uh, the pasuk refers to the dead body as a corpse, so it makes sense the measurement happens from the neck.